and welcome to Law and Order S Review here on Fanversation. I am Yell Teagle. That's Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hello. We are talking season four, episode one. I did the hands for you today. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Uh, there's no backwards. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I see it. There's Is it like, there's remember when Oprah did that thing? She was like, I've seen the movie now two times. <laughs> she had three fingers and you're like, what? It's just like that. I think that was two times. Um, This is again season four, episode one, Chameleon. Uh, Before we jump in, if you were assaulted or need to talk to somebody, please reach out to Rain. Their number is 1 800 656 4673. 1 800 656 4673. I'm choking. Taylor, what does it spell? It spells hope, everyone. And you're choking because the universe knew that you were about to steal what I was supposed to say (laughs) for it. So. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this episode deals with serious issues. It does deal with assault. It does deal with rape. It does deal with um, the way police are awful to um, sex workers. Yeah. Uh, it does deal with capital punishment and mental illness. So consider this your content warning because I guarantee I'm going to say something and I can guarantee it. Here's how. Because there's a quote that's so good. It's so offensive. Ay, ay, ay. We haven't even gotten into it. I'm much fear about I'm what dying. is about to unfold. <laughs> I'm dying. All right. Um, here's the quick cap for this episode. Chameleon. Um, Benson and Stabler investigate the death of a prostitute, but then find their main suspect has been uh, killed. Is the woman who shot him acting in self-defense or is she a murderer? That's the quick up. Taylor, yes. one, do you remember this episode from the first time you watched it? And two, that's a no, you're shaking no. Absolutely and two, not. what did you think of this episode? Okay, so I'll answer both questions. No, I don't remember it because I don't rewatch the season because Olivia Benson's hair is heinous and it drives me nuts. I hate it so much. I'm so sorry. Like, we love that you were trying to like express like the masculine side like that's fine i think she was queer baiting yes yes i hate it like i really hate it and so i can't rewatch because it drives me insane um this episode problematic however fascinating was riveted start to finish really enjoyed it um and sharon lawrence is incredible and it's i just have to say I either would call her Sharon Stone or Sharon Horgan constantly. Not neither of those are her. They're both actresses, not this one. This is Sharon Lawrence, everybody. Why do you miss who do you Because I can never think of her last name. And so I'm like, okay, famous Sharon's. Sharon I Stone, see. not her, obviously. Sharon Stone's later in the series. Sharon yes. Horgan is a wonderful writer and actress but not this one <laughs> and i always have to look up her last name because i can't remember it for some reason wonderful in this episode. my question for the audience is she's known for something what is it <laughs> here i looked this up yesterday when i was looking up her last name she won an emmy for sorry NYPD Blue. Biography. Or she was nominated for an Emmy. Um, NYPD Blue. That was my guess. Yes, NYPD Blue. I've never seen it, 
that feels like I know that show exists. Couldn't tell you a single thing about it. <laughs> Couldn't be so real with you. Um, no. Here's what I know. NYPD Blue is Jimmy Smith's and that short guy. <laughs> That's the duo. Um, Nothing going on behind my eyes right now. Yeah. I need you to know. That's um, Alexa confirms NYPD Blue. Thank you, Alexa, um, who also says that the hair is uh, <laughs> so that she looks like a cop. Here's the thing. Uh, I guess, okay. This uh, pro- problematic words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, the scene where she does the thing with uh, Wong and then she does the thing with Stabler and then Benson comes in. I am surprised that her instinct wasn't to hit on Benson. Literally, You're the, right. way, the way Benson walks into that scene, the the flirtation should have changed, but it should have continued a seduction just differently. Mm, yeah. I, but I have to say, like, it was kind of more interesting this way because it's like you got to see all these different sides of her. And she is kind of playing to the true core of Benson, which is like, I'm a victim. So I did like that. But I agree with you. If it's going on appearances, yes. But I think the fact that she actually played into who she really was was fascinating. I agree, except I would have preferred. I I think that her performance to Benson was less. She should have gotten more victim-y than she like when she was yes. in, the way she did in the hospital because it felt defensive. Yeah. Agree. Which is why I would have preferred her to flirt with her. But like, just on like a scene level, the fact that she literally gives three extremely different performances back to back is a cool like thing for an actress. And the writing of that is really brilliant because it does kind of feel like a play a little bit because it's just like revolving different people into that room and she's completely being a chameleon as the title suggests, which I think is really cool. I really liked how they did that. Um, I totally agree. Uh, this episode was written by Tara Butters and Michelle um, Fizakis. I believe, if I remember correctly, these two women made Midnight Texas. Okay. Um, which is a show. Uh, that is a show that I used to cover back at the at the old at the old place. Um, but they also are responsible for quite a few other things. Oh, I believe they're currently working on Gen V. That Which is it? Right up in Texas, that feels right. Yeah. Oh, they made Emergence. Um, wow. Which is okay. Yeah, they do a lot of sci-fi, which is why I like know their names, as they went off from SVU to do sci-fi things and fantasy things, which is in my wheelhouse. That's cool. Um, That's like a very um, like busy career. Like they've been up to a lot, which is great. Oh yeah, um, really impressive careers. Uh, and this episode was directed by, um, oh, why do I, why do I bother? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. Um, Sean not. Day, uh, Sigun Zach. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Listen, I know my name is hard and I get it. And I would hope that one day someone looks at my name and goes, I don't know. <laughs> and mine is too. I'm just going <laughs> So easy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, this episode is, I think, 
I like remember the scene where she hits on Stabler. Um, and, and I remember that the kid wasn't hers. Uh, but other, and I remember that it starts with um, beloved, beloved actor, uh, Sarah, um, Sarah Rodriguez. Sarah Ramirez. Sarah Ramirez. That's what I said. Yeah, I think um, I think they pronounce it Sarah. I want to say. Oh. Use they them pronouns now. So. Yes, I knew they knew. I knew that they do that. Um, and, and just like that, which I guilty pleasure watch. But the more important thing is they were on Madam Secretary, which I absolutely loved and thought they were an amazing character on Madam Secretary. And I know that that was a CBS show that was for the 65 and up demographic, but I really liked it, okay? I think more importantly, they were from Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, but I don't watch Grey's, so like, that's not... I'm going to tell you what I like them from. Sure. But... Yeah, Cali uh, Torres, we get it. But like, also... One of the first... Sorry, one of the first bi-representation, uh, like, quality yes. bi-representation, and... Uh, at the time, I would say a plus representation, but I don't know if that is still the case for them. It is the case because there was a um, poorly handled the storyline um, and just like that about it. But yeah, I they're icon. like they're 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 an icon. And um, and a sweetheart, I hear. <laughs> yes, I've heard that too. Or nothing but good things. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, where were we? Let's talk about Sister Peg, since it is Pegtober, uh, as Pegged. pointed out by Alexa and Lizette. Yeah. Um, I need to do these like clever themes more because it's kind of giving me life to hear it. <laughs> oh, wait till I tell you what our next theme is going to be. Is it September? <laughs> Just kidding. Is it what? Is it in September? I was told I was not allowed to do it in September. You're not. I'm just checking to make sure you remember the rules, okay? <laughs> it's it's a November. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no incest themes. I'm gonna find a way. That's new merch. Just no incest themes. Fuck. <laughs> No, not, they would not even let us sell that. Probably is the thing. I mean, they let us sell a prescription for orgasm, so I just feel like it's a little different. Sure, that's why it's promoting. It. We're not promoting it. That's the point. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> back to Sister Beck. Anyway, get pegged. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I love that you say it. Because it's so funny and clever. I think Tari said it first, right? I did not make that up. Probably. <laughs> Probably Tari. So you can blame him, actually. I do. Um, yeah, for everything. <laughs> um, she has a bad tricks list. Uh, I love the concept. I mean, it's a terrible concept that it has to exist, but I love the concept that it does. Um, I think it's really amusing when they read the bad tricks list. Um, but also it reminds me of um, the concept of a whisper network, um, which is essentially uh, something that I guess more people understood 
or or became familiar with uh, as the Me Too movement grew um, in that a lot of times when women, I'm going to just generalize women, uh, will go to a workplace, other women will usually warn them about a predator um, within employment. So uh, it sounds to me like this bad tricks list is a similar concept. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> Alexa in the chat says, Stabler checks out Sister Peck's condom bowls like he's never seen one before. Because he hasn't. Obviously, he has 80 kids. Um, he knows that people use condoms. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know what they are. He knows because the first uh, victim in this episode, uh, Randy, who's murdered, she was, th there's no um, semen evident because she's, she they used a condom. So he knows. Yeah, but he would Boom. never, he's against that. He's a Catholic. Ridiculous. As much as I am pro-abortion, I understand people who for themselves do not want abortions. I don't understand be, being against condoms. Yeah, agree. It's stupidity. <clears throat> you know what it is? I'm gonna, I hope I'm I hope if I offend you, you leave our show. It's <laughs> ready? Ready? Yeah. Being against condoms is like being against vaccines. Yeah. I think it's just funny because it's like, how is it different than just abstinence, frankly? Because you're just like, if you are celibate and you abstain from having sex, that's also, that's also blocking the sperm from, you know what I mean? How is it kind of different from that? Really? At the end of the day, like <laughs> at the end of the day, think about it. Same thing. We're still blocking it. It's just a little bit different of how. I love that argument. Thanks. It's a bad one. It doesn't hold up in court. but No, but it's a good one for... Um, it is a good one for anyone whose argument is a religious uh, reason. Yeah. If you abstain from having sex, it's the same result. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway uh <laughs> we haven't even started talking about the episode let's go ahead and say that we've what are you talking about we're talking about the episode right now <laughs> are we um i don't know man who I, cares i, I like this episode i don't necessarily care about the like case um i think the performances were fantastic um and the questions of of uh, capital punishment, um, seeking the death penalty for a woman is fascinating. Also, uh, Wong's whole thing that she's not a serial killer, but she has killed multiple, like, what the fuck? And then, and then having um, Munch point out that uh, all of our like information on profiling serial killers is essentially bullshit, which don't get me onto my soapbox of how a lot of things that we know is based solely on um, men and not women and that most of it's bullshit, including a lot of medical practices. Yeah. Uh, one of the main reasons that there are 
um, no uh, um, no information or no cures or no research into a lot of uh, feminine body biological problems is because the the sexism in the medical industry. Um, well, and more than that, like I have a group of friends, like all of my group of friends are kind of like delving more into sort of mental health and maybe like neurodivergencies. And it's really interesting that like ADHD, autism, things like that, that's all based on men too. And so it's really hard to get an accurate diagnosis for things like that because there's no research and it a lot of times will show itself differently in women, which is really messed up, but interesting at the same time. But also let's change that. It's really inconvenient for everybody. <laughs> it's, I mean, mental this absolutely, especially uh, the autism spectrum, the diagnosing women is, is rare because they don't, didn't do any research and don't know how to. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, they say that um, a heart attack in a woman has different symptoms than a heart attack in a man. So all the things we've ever been told about how a heart attack presents for a woman is completely different. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, somebody was telling me UTIs they do not they don't know how to do like this idea of taking drinking cranberry juice is the best they got for a UTI because there's no research into it. Um, I'd heard that menstrual cramps and the pain that women feel for that is the same pain level that women feel for a heart attack. And we are told to just take some pills and go on with our day. There's, there's so much that they don't care to investigate in women. And that, I mean, the BMI is based off of white men uh, and was never intended to be used for medical uh, anything. Yeah. Sorry. Off my off my soapbox. Oh, you're great. And like here, well, I'm gonna keep going on the soapbox because I find this stuff really fascinating and I feel like I've gotten more curious about it in the past couple of years now that I've learned more about it. But the fact that there's so much societal stuff that comes into it too, like going back to the mental health thing, like women tend to be a lot better at masking symptoms at being able to be a chameleon. Let's tie it back to the <laughs> title. But you know, act certain ways and adapt more easily. And so the symptoms maybe don't show up as much because you kind of have to be agreeable and get along and not stand out for your own safety, frankly, and socialization. And so I just think that's really, it's really fascinating how it all ties together and how everything (laughs) kind of ties back to the patriarchy and white supremacy. (laughs) And that's 100%. Anyway, just had to say that. Um, no, totally right. Uh, I think it, it's very interesting to have this case that does talk about mental illness, but also serial killers, but uh, in a way that that points out that we don't have information on female serial killers um, and that there probably are more. Yeah, 100%. Sorry, now I'm thinking about should I be a serial killer? I can get away with it because I'm a woman. No one's going to think it's me. Friends, I've said it live on a podcast. A little bit. What'd you say? For women, because they execute women now pretty willy-nilly, I feel. Hmm. Maybe less willy-nilly, but I feel like I've read a lot of articles in the past couple of years that it's like women have faced the death penalty. 
Um, I just want it on the record that I've literally made this joke on a podcast on the internet and obviously will not be murdering people. Okay. <laughs> it's not like that family feud guy who threatened to, to murder his uh, wife and then did it. I saw that too. Nuts. I was kidding. Okay, she's making a joke. <laughs> Consider this your content warning. Um, Alexa in the chat says that this episode was based on Eileen Warnos, which I think is fascinating. Um, is, that the, is that the movie Monster? Yes. Okay. okay. Um, Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci. Um, if that is the case, which it's very likely, um, Eileen Warnos is a fascinating, uh, fascinating story. I would say this definitely takes liberties and and fictionalizes and changes things um, because <laughs> I was gonna say because I don't know that Eileen Warnos is a bad guy, but um, I don't know so, if I've ever actually seen that movie. I feel like now I need to watch it. Um, I've been in love with Christina Ricci since I was a child uh, and have seen every film of hers, so <laughs> I definitely saw that. Thing. one. Yeah, okay. I, I maybe watch it today. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, now I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't seen it since it came out. I just like have watched a lot of Charlize movies for reasons. And so, but I haven't seen that one. That I for reasons? Was, for reasons. What reasons? The same reason as why you watch Christina Ricci, you know. <laughs> that you've been in love with her since you were a child? Yeah, obviously. I don't know why you're shy. Who amongst us? She's not my type. Yeah, but she's a yeah, yeah. I don't think she's anyone type in that movie though, right? <laughs> like no, real. But she's a great actress too. She's a chameleon. She's a chameleon. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. Um, where was I? <laughs> no, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, what is this episode? <laughs> I want to ask, because why not? What's your th- what is your thought on the death penalty? I'm against it. I'm against it. All right. um, I understand. What's yours? <laughs> I'm also against it, but I will say that I once in college, I went to a very uh, liberal college. I from San Francisco. Um, was in a class, and I don't recall the class or the discussion i recall everyone in the class was against the death penalty and i raised my hand and said um the world's overpopulated as is we might as well and it pissed everyone off that's really where'd you go to college san francisco Francisco state yeah that's hilarious because we used to talk about it in indiana and let's just say it's not what the class said usually so yeah um, I just think, again, not to do the soapboxing, <laughs> this is a soapboxing episode. <laughs> like I said, I read a lot of articles about the death penalty, weirdly. I don't know. Yahoo recommends them to me, and I'm always like, yeah. Like, I always read them. I don't know. I just find it a fascinating topic. But there's been a lot lately, too, that has been crimes from, like, the 90s when people were really young, and it was, like, a burglary or something, which I obviously think like, we shouldn't be burgling. Like, let's be clear. I'm against... I'm against doing bad stuff. However, there's a lot of 
ones where the person was really, really young, or there's like some kind of doubt that maybe they were the one who committed that. And the like process they have for it right now, especially like they were running out of the drugs they used to like Mm. carry it out. And so they're like turning to either really archaic methods. Like I think that they consider bringing back electric chair or something, which is crazy because that's like so inhumane. And there's been a lot of botched ones lately too. So they've like tried to do it and the person like suffers. It's not supposed to be something where you suffer. It's supposed to be very quick and again, humane. Like you're entitled to that. If you live in the United States, you still have rights and through this process. And so the fact that it's been botched and people have been like suffering for like sometimes an hour and stuff Mm -hmm. so messed up and I just don't think it's even worth it to have that if that's going to be something that happens like that's so screwed up to me and it makes me feel so like oh I don't know like I feel I get like chills when I think about that I think that's like the most awful thing so I don't know that's my thoughts on it it's I mean to be it is an inhumane process, even though we try to make it as humane as possible. Yeah. Like the whole concept is inhumane. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it, it's, it's, it's just a messed up system. I mean, the whole system is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> this system is also what this episode gives us, which I think is one of the most fun moments other than the chameleon performance, is Diane Weist, uh, Weist, Diane Weist and Judith Light in the same scene, going head to head. Because Diane Weist, Weist? Does anyone know how to pronounce it? Diane, yeah. Diane. Um, Diane W. <laughs> yeah. The woman from the birdcage. Um, <laughs> She uh, is from the mothership. And so to see her going head to head against Judith Light as Bureau Chief Donnelly, very fun. Um, Weist says, Doreen, thank you. (laughs) Listen, I'm bad at names. And I get it. (laughs) Ugh, whatever. I liked seeing her in this. I liked seeing her going against Judith Light. I would watch a show of the two of them arguing. Agreed. I have to say, it's really interesting to watch these older episodes because I do just think, listen, I love the modern SV. Let's not get it twisted. I really do. I think there's a lot of fun to be had in some of the wild storylines. They do raise interesting questions, but I just feel like these older episodes, they raise so many more questions yes. in a much more efficient way. And I think some of that does have to do with the fact that we've lost people beyond our main squad. I mean, Huang is like constantly bringing up really interesting points. Having Warner there brings up interesting points. Like the debating the actual law stuff. I mean, obviously we have Carisi, but it just doesn't, it kind of doesn't hit the same, frankly. They don't really give him as much to do. Or if they do, it's just, it's, it's presented in a different way than, the, the it used to in these certain episodes and I kind of miss it like I don't know there's something really that went really deep in some of these episodes I feel that is like a little bit not not at the level that it's operating on anymore 
I agree with you a hundred percent. These old episodes, these kind kinds of conversations and questions, you know, about uh, um, death penalty, the death penalty of a woman, um, the idea is she has the right to be murdered, like or killed, like a man. Like, uh, is is she a serial killer? Why we don't have information about serial killers? All of this is the reason I wanted to do an SVU podcast to begin with. Mm -hmm. I know that other SVU podcasts like to do true crime. I wanted to have a stupid, silly discussion about a real serious topic. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think it, yeah, I mean, even just the way we're speaking, like we're getting so much more intense, like a little bit serious, but I like that. I think it's really cool um, for a show to raise issues like that. And like I said, like obviously it still happens, you know, the current ones but it was so much more almost varied i guess i feel um back in these in these older episodes i agree um the other day as anyone who's ever watched this knows i like to throw svu on all times happy sad hungry whatever any emotion that's what i put on so three of course happy sad hungry (laughs) what other i'm sorry what other emotions are you're right no you're right you should say it um it was a more modern season it was in the 20s and i can't remember which season it was you know what may have been last season whatever point is the episode was on i was like this isn't a good one and it is up until up until um not carisi barba's last episode as our da um up until that episode, I had never said this is a bad episode. Mm. <laughs> that was the first bad episode I'd ever seen. And since then, I would say there have been quite a few that I went, these aren't great. Um, it's a bummer. Old episodes have, in addition to interesting discussion topics and questions, <laughs> they do different things that are so different. And I, I just... They're entertaining in a way that we don't have now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of entertainment, you know? Yeah. Which, you know, they're both fun, but today's not to be a grouchy old lady. Obviously, I love social media, but they're gifable a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, they are meant to be clipped up and shared on social media. And that's the problem with every show nowadays, frankly, I think, because it's how you get people to watch because we're in an oversaturated TV market. So you have to try to be so sensational and always top yourself. Whereas here, it's just kind of hitting solid, hitting solid balls. I don't know the sports metaphor, but I don't know. You didn't have to be as sensational. I also feel like newer episodes feel like they ran out of stories. Mm -hmm. And yet they have not expanded. Like, I feel that newer seasons, more modern seasons... Um, are stuck in a it must meet this criteria yeah in a way like this this episode i think is a great example right we have a a female perp um who not only has killed multiple men there's a question of whether she was it was self-defense or not whether she intentionally sought these people out and then there's a whole thing about her stealing a child yeah I think that that's how many episodes, how many episodes have 
a female perp. Right. I don't think we even have an entire, I don't think you could fill a season. Probably not. Maybe Maybe. like a half a season. Maybe one season if you like open the parameters to like what you mean by female perp, you know? I mean, Hot House is a female perp. Sure. Hot House is a female perp. I mean, like, there's certain uh, theater tricks as a female perp, like, but in a in a different way than maybe we're, you know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. we'll expand the boundaries of what that means a little bit. It's that's still not enough. There's twenty something. Let's see yeah. this. Um. Yeah. Anyway, not to we are grouchy old ladies, aren't we? But we're having real discussions, you guys. <laughs> You always get the fun and fluff, and today you're getting us real, okay? <laughs> if um, you don't like me at my chameleon, you don't deserve me at my babes. Marilyn Monroe said that. Alexa in the chat says, looking for female purposes a theme, and it was hard. Yeah. Um. Thank you. It, yeah. I, I'm like, there's the one where... Um, where Elizabeth Mitchell is the piano teacher. <laughs> Hot house. I'll allow theater tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on. I want to talk about her stealing the kid and then <laughs> leaving everything to the kid. Yeah. Um, she had a safety deposit box that had 10 grand. She, then she could have taken time off for murder. Yeah, true. You had a, you had a, what's it called? Like a cushion. Yeah. They were like, when, when they were like, she's going to need, she's going to need to do it again. She's out of money. She had money. She didn't need to do it again. She wouldn't have gotten caught. She had murder PTO. <laughs> and you just died without using it. You lose all your vacation days, babe. Come on. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, Doreen says, oh, mean. Uh, <laughs> yep, that one's also female perps. And Glasgow Man. Yeah. Yep. Season five, episode three, Mother. Ooh, look at the chat. Yeah. See, there chat. are, but it's just in a way that's like not the traditional. Yeah. Perp. Um, all right, let's talk best lines because I've got I've, three. I have so many, so you go first. Okay. All right, here are my best lines. Okay, so this is the line that I warned you about in the content warning. In this context, offensive. Yeah. When you think about it, hilarious. Ready? Yes. Sweetheart, if they don't pay you, it's not rape, it's theft of services. First one on my list. First one on my list. Because it's awful putting aside the rape it is theft of services memorable if they don't pay you it's theft of services yes somebody write that shit down all right um you both did already okay (laughs) (laughs) you're right you're right um okay uh it is a, a sister peg line my policy is no cops no offense same sister peg period uh, and then, um, how many guys she got a whack before you're comfortable? So good. Uh, those I were my lines. Taylor, take it away. 
zillion of them. First of all, your flies down. Love your flies down. And anything that Sara Ramirez said, honestly, too, like, dude was gone when the stormtroopers busted in. Incredible. And also, the things that they said to inter- or to antagonize her character. Yes. In context, horribly offensive. And she was correct for being pissed at them. She was right. Everyone's like, she's so annoying. No, she's not. She's actually so correct in everything she's doing. But also, they were zingers, so I have to, t- have to say them. Get something in your mouth. Maybe you'll shut up for five seconds. <laughs> My friends are getting killed all over the place and y'all are taking a break? <laughs> Correct. Um, someone please find her a sketch artist and set her up as far away from me as possible. Um, Elliot and Olivia exchange. You look like a cop. I do not look like a cop. You look like a cop. Um, she's celebrating her kills. I just like, thought that was like a fun little... She's celebrating her kills. Um, you walk around afraid of getting hurt. You walk around afraid of never getting what you want. Drag him, sis. Um, you murdered seven men for a hotel room and a manicure. People amongst us wouldn't. Um, you, it's a joke, okay? You want the world to think you're a victim. You got your wish because state's going to kill you. Completely out of pocket. Completely out of pocket. They let her be so savage these early seasons. If you don't like it, you can always run against me next term. Okay, that's right. Let's bring politics into this. Um, I wasn't surprised when the police told me Vincent might have been killed by a prostitute. That was something of a hobby for him. (laughs) Incredible. And finally, performance of her life. Like, performance of her life is just such a way to button this up. That's all I well, I had a lot, but those are the ones I had. Those are great. Um the put something in her mouth one. I also I was like, I can't, I can't write that one. I did it for you, so don't worry. <laughs> um, thank you. So freaking funny. Um, I realized I did not check if we have any reviews, but I don't think we did, but I'll check anyway, because I promised we would. Um in the meantime. For those who didn't, uh, who are not paying attention to the news, um, the writers' strike has ended. Writers are going back to work, um, mm. which means hypothetically, new episodes should be returning soon. That said, actors are still on strike, uh, and we, as a podcast, will continue to support. Um, the unions and the strikes until um, the employees and workers receive a fair deal. Agreed. Yes. So writer strike uh, is, has been concluded. I actually just posted, if you're watching live, now's a good time. If not, you're going to miss it because it's on my Insta stories. Um, But Adam Conover made a reel explaining um, what was agreed to. So actually check out Adam Conover. You don't have to go to my stories. Um, yeah, he. I like the way he explains things in a very simple, understandable way. Um, meanwhile, <clears throat> for our friends who listen in the shower. Um, <laughs> hey, hope you like Hello. your discussion. Uh, I don't have any shower thoughts today. Do you have any shower thoughts? Um... I just, 
I hope you're doing great. That's all I have to say. I hope you're getting clean. I hope it smells really nice in there. I hope the water is the exact temperature that you like it. I hope the shampoo bottle is full because mine wasn't. And I had to fill it up with water the other day and then shake it because I need to buy more shampoo. And that's always really annoying. So I hope that didn't happen to you. Wow, your shower thoughts got very specific. Sorry. Well, real life affects art. Um, and today those have been your shower thoughts um i have a note under shower thoughts that says you're really clean and really dirty yeah and that's a quote isn't it yeah from last episode i'm glad i made that note because i was like this seems like a weird thing that i put when they're talking about the guy that used gloves but not a condom right yes uh. we wanted to put that on our shower thoughts yes merch that's right all right for those uh, who haven't noticed, I take notes on everything we say, but sometimes I don't say what the note is for or what it means. Keeps life interesting. Absolutely. Um, oh, I forgot to do the thing. Those have been shower thoughts. Um, it's time for what did we learn? I came yeah. ready. I did too. Do you want to go? You can go first. I feel like mine are going to be different than yours. Okay. <clears throat> Here's what I learned, everybody. Um, I was fascinated when Dr. Wong talked about cocktail personality in sociopathy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I looked it up. Me too. Not a thing. Cocktail personality within sociopathy, not a thing. But cocktail party syndrome is a uh, nickname for Williams syndrome which is completely different um, and is a thing. Uh, and it's, um, I was looking into it. Hold on. Um, let me see if I can find a quick explanation. It is a rare genetic condition characterized by unique physical features, delays in cognitive development and um, potential cardiovascular problems. Huh. What makes it uh cocktail party syndrome is that it makes you incredibly friendly. Um, and I ended up watching a clip of a video of somebody who has Williams syndrome talking about it and how um, they don't lie or keep secrets. They're just friendly and bubbly and wow. um, yeah. So interesting. cocktail personality, not real. May possibly be like a nickname for something. Yeah. Um, cause it was distinguished from DID, which is, um, dissociative disorder. Yeah. The correct term for, uh, multiple personalities or the new term or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but cocktail party syndrome is a thing and it's Williams syndrome. Interesting. Yes. I had the cocktail personality written down as well, but also small thing that I thought was interesting that I learned is when they, I think it was with Warner, and they were talking about how when she was strangled, there was like that button indent still, and how that button indent was going to stay because that's when rigor mortis like set in, which mm. I think was really fascinating. Like that little, um, I don't know, fact of like when that sets in, the indents will stay, and so like on the on the skin, on the body. I thought that was cool. Um, I agree. I feel like. We've had similar things, uh, 
where like you can see the indent of a watch or a ring or something. Um, Alexa in the chat says, going back to Williams, the girl in Savant, that is correct. Um, Savant did have the girl, uh, the girl did have Williams syndrome. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember she had something and I Googled it real quick and it is Williams. Um, good, good job, job Alexa. Alexa. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, I guess that is. It's really, you really put that together fast. Um, I have to say, I love, love the S review audience. Um, yeah. Anybody who listens to us uh, on the podcast, anybody who watches us live on YouTube or watches us on YouTube at all, people in our live chat, you are amazing and you make me so happy um, and I love it. Somebody I was talking to um, today, I was catching up with an old friend earlier and she was like, you're the person who's obsessed with SVU, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, there's no one else in your life that is that. And then I realized I'm so lucky to have people in my life Taylor, Felicia, this entire audience, um, who is obsessed with SVU as well. Um, uh, also, you know, the people that we've had join us on the show, Mara, Sarah. So love that. Um, let's give some shout outs to people who are live in the chat. Alexa, Doreen, Lizette are all chatting it up with us live. Um, I'm aware that for some reason the stream <laughs> claimed it was an hour early today. My mistake. Uh, that was on me. I messed up. But um, that's, I believe, it for this episode. Next week, pending um, pending no changes, next week we will be back for Season 6, Episode 18, Pure, um, which is another Sister Peg episode, but also Martin Short's episode. Um, and then, after that... We will take at least a week off, if not more. But when we return, um, our next theme, this was recommended by, it's, don't worry, it's not dirty. Um, <laughs> this was recommended by Nikki Chris. Um, and the theme is Wongathon. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who relayed that info and I totally forgot. Yes. Which I'm so excited because these episodes have made me, like, I've always appreciated him, but I'm like, wow, I really appreciate all the discussions he starts. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I agree totally. So here is the challenge for everyone else. Uh, we are doing a Wongathon, um, which is hilarious because the way it's spelt is not Wongathon, but luckily I know how to spell his name Wong. Um, it's literally the episode. <laughs> I think it's it's when Olivia's undercover and she's, I want to say, in Oregon. And uh, there's the guy who's murdered and she helps the police. And you know which one I'm talking about? When she put, she's Persephone? Is that her yeah. name? I love those episodes. I think they're so, it's an environmental group. Yeah. yeah. So one of those, I think it's the last one in that episode um, when uh, her FBI handler is like, you got a call from a Dr. Huang. And I was like, that's why I know how to spell Dr. Huang's name. Yeah. <laughs> because he called him Huang. Yeah. Like, okay. Ugh. Um, yes, Alexa, Wongathon. Yeah. That's the one. 
Um, amazing. So you have until October 15th to suggest Dr. Wong episodes you would like us to cover. Um, we will pick from those that are suggested unless we come up with ones that we love and want to talk about. Uh, you can suggest those in the comments on YouTube. Any um, video on YouTube, I'll get the notification and we'll make sure we make a note of that. You can suggest those on iTunes if you want to leave us a rating and a review. Please, if you like us, give us five stars. If you don't like us, give us four. Other stars are broken. But in the comments, you can suggest your Wongathon um, episode or you can do it on social media. Uh, Taylor, if people want to suggest a Wongathon episode or just chat with you on the internets, where are you? I'm on Twitter slash X. It never gets old. At Elva underscore Ann. I'm also on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gaze underscore hashtag it Wong. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, think of something better. Okay, I can't hear Show ready. me your Wong. Show me your Wong. Oh my god. Yes! Hashtag show me your Wong. Hashtag show me your Wong and hashtag get pegged. <laughs> Fuck. We are ridiculous. Um... If you would like to tell me your suggestions, I'm on Instagram at Yeltiegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, that is the only social medias to find me these days. So please reach me there. Um, until next week, October 8th, Talking Pure. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. <laughs>